What is going on? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening. Maybe you're watching. Episode, you're listening to episode 413 of the podcast, BD4. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on weekends occasionally. And we're talking Knicks because we're back. We're finally back. After a long offseason, some might call it disappointing offseason. Shocker. The Knicks are back. And um, they kicked off their preseason tonight with the dominating victory over the Detroit Pistons. So, yes, that means we are going to overanalyze the shit out of it. Um... We're going to talk about this game like it means anything more than nothing. Because we're excited to talk hoops again. Alright, so anything I say in this show, know that, yeah, sure, it probably does not matter. Because this is a meaningless exhibition game on October, uh, shit, what is it? October 4th, 2022. That's what I'm recording, and that's when this episode should be out on the 5th. It should be out October 5th. I'm recording on the 4th. So let's talk Knicks. Let's not waste any time, but real quick, I am your host, RJ Carbone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. If you are a regular listener, thank you for coming back. And if you are a new listener or viewer, if you're watching the video format of the podcast, thank you. And you can always subscribe to this podcast on the many platforms that we are on. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also watch it on Spotify and YouTube. Um, and of course, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook at BD4. I'm on Twitter at BD4Pod. And I'm on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. I also have a blog. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog that I write on the Yankees, Knicks, and some MMA. You can also find my social media links and podcast links on that website. Once again, that's bd4blog.com, bd4blog.com. So the Knicks kicked off their regular, uh, their, their preseason. I believe the regular season doesn't start until the end of the month. Against the Pistons, and they won 117-96 to at the Garden. Now, I kind of wish I saw this game on MSG. I did not know it was on MSG. I saw the TNT logo on the app, so I figured it was just going to be on TNT. Uh, but I, I noticed it was on MSG when the TNT broadcast panned to Mike Breen, and Breen was sitting right next to Frazier. And I was like, oh, damn it, I, I missed it. But I'm going to have to buy the friggin' package again, because I keep forgetting that shitty Comcast or, or Xfinity, whatever they call themselves now, them and MSG got into a dispute, and they are no longer under contract with Xfinity. So now I have to purchase Fubo TV for 60 friggin' bucks a month just to watch one network every other day. It sucks. So I'm going to have to do that once the regular season starts. If there are any loopholes, let me know. I know about the websites. It's, but I, I follow the rules, okay? I'm a, I'm a law follower, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, they beat the Pistons um, one, uh, 117-96 to 96 
and they open up the preseason with the win. So that was nice to do, you know. First off, the Pistons are loaded with young talent in that backcourt. Um, I mean, Cade Cunningham, uh, the Ivy kid they just drafted, Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy is it? Obviously, the Knicks wanted him, but they didn't land that lottery. But they're going to be something else. And even Killian Hayes, who I kind of wanted a couple of years ago, kind of didn't do much last year. He looked pretty good tonight for Detroit. He scored 11 points in the first three quarters, played 20 minutes. Um, the kid they drafted this year, or they got, I don't know if they traded for him, but it was in the draft. Uh, Durant, not Durant, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's uh, Duran. I believe it's Duran. Very aggressive on the glass. He looked pretty good for them. So they got a nice squad. And again, this game is on TNT. So um, it was uh, Spiro Deeds and, and uh, Stan Van Gundy. And Van Gundy obviously used to coach most recently the Pistons. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, you know what I want to mention real, real quick? So, obviously, Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run of the season tonight. And, you know, they mentioned it. They brought it up in the TNT broadcast during the Nick game. And Van Gundy, I think Deeds asks Van Gundy, what do you think, Stan? Do you think Judge is the MVP? Do you go And Van Gundy went full force Otani. And he just started going off about Otani and how... He's like, and it was just some asinine shit. And he goes, yeah, Judge is having a great year, but, and I shit you not, he goes, but we've seen this year before. We've seen other players have this year, and we've never seen anyone do what Otani's doing. It's like, first off, no, you've not. You've not seen a year like Aaron Judge is having. Um, so that confused me. But I just sat there laughing uh, as that conversation went on because these are two NBA analysts. How much MLB do they possibly know? Uh, because it's not there. There is no debate when you hit 62 home runs and break the American League record. When you come close to winning a triple crown, he might even get the triple crown. There shouldn't be a debate because the production that Aaron Judge is giving. It's kind of like being two players himself. Because he's doubling what a normal player would do. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, the Yankees are a good team. The Angels are a diabolical, pathetic team. Take Judge off the Yankees. They're mid-80s win total. Not to mention, not, not, not to make it seem like the Yankees don't have anybody good. It's just that Judge has been so significant that there's a big disparity. There's a big drop-off when he's not there. Anyways, we're talking baseball on a Knicks podcast for no reason, but I thought it was funny because like, I'm sure that trigger, that I'm sure that's going to blow up. I'm sure that clip is going to blow up because he said some outrageous shit, and I'm sure Yankees fans aren't going to like it. Um, anywho, let's finally get into it. The Knicks beat the Pistons. Uh, 117 to 96. Um, yeah, first quarter, right off the bat, the Knicks were hot. You could tell this was uh, going to be a good game for them. You had a quick Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle pick and roll bucket out the gate. Brunson going right down the middle of the lane. 
Uh, Mitch Robinson with a steal on the perimeter leads to a transition bucket. He was active early. Evan Fournier coming off a hot Eurobasket tournament. Knocks down a three-pointer in the first quarter. Um, Hartenstein coming in and making an impact. The Knicks are up by one after one quarter. Second quarter, they start turning on the Jets. I mean, they're forcing turnovers. Detroit had eight turnovers within the first 16, 17 minutes, I'd say. The Knicks go on this 13-0 run behind Derrick Rose and Hartenstein, connecting for a few shots together. Obi and Deuce McBride are having some moments later in the quarter. RJ gets hot with like three baskets in a row. And the Knicks are up 65-53 at the half. And then the second half, they just kept on putting it away. Fournier and Mitch run a pick and roll out the gate. The Knicks, I think, made their first 10 baskets in a row out of the third quarter. Bunch of transition plays again. And to me, that was key to the win. And it was really just garbage time from like halfway through the third quarter and on. I spent most of this game, this time watching the Yankees. I had two screens up, my laptop and the uh, television screen here in the studio. And a little bit of a flex there. But no, the reserves came in for a good chunk of the fourth. Uh, guys I don't even know. Harris, no clue. Uh, Deuce McBride and Hartenstein were in there. Hunt, no clue. And the other kid uh, from, from Nova, the uh, Ryan Ardenaccio. I definitely spy. I fucked that up. <laughs> he was with the team a little bit last year. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good win. Um, I mean, nice to open up the preseason. Here's the top. If you're watching the podcast, go show some top, show some top 10 highlights of this first preseason game. But we're doing something a little different this year, guys. Um, so you know how for the Yankees we do like, we feature three players, two uh position players and a starting pitcher so for the Knicks we're going to give out uh, two bing bong balls all right, called the bing bong award and at the end of the season we're going to count up who has the most bing bong balls we're going to give one bing bong award to a starter and one to a guy coming off the bench alright um, now it's preseason these bing bong balls do not count so we're just going to do a little trial run. And the Bing Bong Award goes to... The, these two Bing Bong Awards go to the best... Just like with the Yankees feature players. They go to the best players of the game. So the best player amongst the starters will do that. He gets a Bing Bong Award. He gets a Bing Bong Ball. And then we'll do one for um, fucking uh, best player off the bench. But the Knicks score 117 points. Shoot 51% from the field. 38% from three, 73% uh, from the free throw line, 27 assists versus just 13 turnovers, and they were minus two on the glass. So, um, yeah, it, it was a good win, man. A lot of contributions across the board. And, um, again, I feel like I shouldn't take anything from this. Um, but it's we're just excited to talk Knicks again, so we're going to do this. All right, and, and so we're going to hand out our first bing-bong ball. 
And that is going to go. We'll start with the starting lineup. Amongst the starters, the first bing bong ball goes to R.J. Barrett. R.J. was great tonight. 21 points, 5 assists. I'm sorry, uh, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. 8 for 14 shooting, 3 of 5 from deep, 2 of 2 at the line. A steal, a block, and a turnover in 23 minutes. So he gets the bing bong ball amongst the starters. But he looked great out there. He was finishing his drives. Um, he Early on, he did get blocked going left. Just doesn't have that athletic pop. But for the most part, he was finishing down low. And he was hitting his three-point shot. Uh, he had some transition baskets. He was making lob passes out of the pick and roll with Mitchell Robinson, which is the thing they've connected on a bunch of times in the past. They got a good chemistry. But those are all things that he does so well when he's going. Right, so that's keys to his offense right there during the regular season. Um, it's finishing, playing the break, and hitting you know a couple of threes a game. Um, but one thing to note, you know, while I love seeing RJ play well with Cam and Obi, that lineup I think with RJ, Cam, Obi, and uh, I think it was Hartenstein with about four minutes or so left in the. Um, let me just fix this camera here. With about four or so minutes left in the first quarter, I, I think it was RJ. Um, let me pull it up because I have it in my notes. Yeah, it was RJ, Cam, Obi, and Hartenstein. It was pretty telling. Um, because before that, with Brunson and Randall out there, RJ really wasn't getting a ton of reps to start the game. And he was just kind of relegated to being spot up RJ, like we joke in the past a lot, right? Just kind of getting iced out. But as soon as Tibbs made those first subs, RJ began to get more reps, and he started getting his. So again, just one preseason game, you can't really take anything from it. But it's gonna be what the fuck is going on upstairs? There's like. It's like there's a fucking parade. So my studio is, is downstairs in my house. And, and all I hear are footsteps stomping around at, at, at midnight. It's friggin' midnight right now. Who's throwing a parade? For fuck's sake. It's insane. And this happens all the time. Jesus. Um, <laughs> But it's going to be interesting to see how that works going forward. To see how R.J. Barrett... Meshes with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, how that trio looks going forward and how long it takes for them three to mesh. Um, Because just from tonight, it didn't seem like he was getting a ton of reps when those two were on the floor with him. Um, And as soon as they left the court and the the first substitutions came in, that's when RJ started getting some ball time. But he gets the first bing-bong ball and... Another bing-bong ball is being awarded to a guy coming off the bench. And that is a guy named Isaiah Hartenstein. Congrats, dude. You won the bing-bong ball for the player off the bench. Eight points, seven rebounds, and assist. Three of five shooting. Two of three from deep. Two steals. He looked good. Um, and he played 27 minutes. I, I Am I going to like this guy? 
Isaiah Hartenstein, I think they got him from the Clippers. Um, but he seems like he's very skilled. He can shoot a little bit. Uh, he's a big. He could put the ball on the floor, though. He could shoot, put the ball on the floor. He was driving to the lane tonight. He does you know, a lot of little intangible things. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching this kid, he kind of he's like a Taj Gibson 2.0. You know, is this going to be the Taj Gibson replacement? Um, is Jericho Sims, who was hurt tonight, unfortunately, now going to have to battle out a position spot that that we didn't think he would have to battle for? I thought Jericho was just going to be the backup big, but if Hartenstein proves himself in camp here, maybe the Knicks have a competition. You know. Um, because here's the problem as much as I'm a huge fan of Sims and I do want to see him play. The Knicks already do have one interior minded big as it is. And in an era like 2022, 2023, where shooting is paramount, um, even from the big position to have two centers on your team, the two bigs on your team, both be, limited to the restricted area, let's be honest, both Mitch and Sims are, that could be a problem. That could be a problem for spacing. So the Knicks kind of do need a stretch big. And although Isaiah Hartenstein, I wouldn't classify him as a true stretch five, he can space out the floor just with the threat of him being able to knock down a three. He connected on 30, or he was 14 for 30 last year. So... You know, with that second unit out there, we saw Hartenstein, IQ, Rose, and Obi for a bit. That looked pretty good. This spacing looked nice. So it's going to be interesting to see how Thibodeau goes there. Um, but we know he does like rim protection. So he might just, you know, if Sims continues to play well and he stays healthy, we might not have a problem getting playing time for Jericho Sims. But, again... If you know he's he might, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how they split time between the th- between the two, because you do kind of need to have some. That's one you know one of the reasons why a lot of us, including myself, at times last year, were in on Miles Turner. The Knicks kind of do need some shooting from that five spot, and we never really addressed that until the Hartenstein signing. Um. Or was it a trade? I don't even remember. Um, I I just I I literally just heard of the guy last week. I didn't even know he was on the team. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just something to keep an eye on. Also, um, to see how that big man rotation plays out. Um, we didn't even speak about Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson's going to be if he plays the way he did tonight. I think the point guard spot's going to be just fine. Um, he put together a 16-5 and five night, shot 7 for 9, 2 for 4 from deep. It seems like we finally have a good, stable point guard. A guy with some quickness. Um, he, I mean, he was blowing past the defense tonight. Uh, Detroit had no answer. And he was using his, you know, he's not the quickest, most athletic, most athletic guy, but he's also got size. He he's he's small, so he can move quick. 
you know, he's not an explosive guard, but he can move quick because he's got good handles and he's small. But he's also got pretty good size. Like, he's bulky. He's, he's, he's It's more physicality. He's a tough dude. We talked about that last episode. He, he He's tough. He plays with the confidence, and he plays very hard. And he used his size to get to the rim. And if he's got to pull up and shoot a jumper, he showed you he can do that tonight. Got a smooth left-handed mid-range stroke. He can hit the three. But he was just relentlessly attacking, though, um, for the majority of tonight. And he played a good quarterback, too. He played point guard. He controlled the pace of the offense. He knew who to distribute to and when to distribute to them. Um, And I think this is the exact style of play you will get from Brunson in the regular season. You know, and he also held his held he you know tonight he held his own defensively. We'll, we'll see how that works because he is pretty small height wise. Um, but yeah, speaking of defense, I mean that's got to be one of the biggest takeaways too. Is the Knicks defense tonight looked good? Uh, they play very high energy defense. They seem to have very a lot of oomph to them tonight. Very active hands. Uh, there was nonstop movement. Guys were just moving and disrupt and disrupting the passing lanes and driving lanes and switching pretty well on screens. But yet Brunson played good defense. Deuce McBride played good defense. Mitch played good defense. Even Fournier tonight, give him credit, played some good defense. Cam Reddish, when he was out there, played good defense. RJ played pretty good defense. The Knicks forced eight turnovers, uh, like we said, in the first 17 or so minutes. And Deuce McBride forced six of those altogether tonight. He had six steals. I feel like we didn't get that as much uh, defensively last year, that that, that uh, defense-to-offense transition play. So I pray that this is something we can focus on this year um, because that's going to be key to pushing the pace that we so often talk about offensively. Um, but yeah, I hope Deuce can make the team as a regular uh, He's trying. I mean, he plays excellent defense. That's not a question. We know he's a great point of attack defensive player. Um, That's always been there, but it's the offense for him. Seven points tonight. Seven shots. 0 for 3 from 3. I I hate to do this now, but I hope he doesn't become like a Frank 2.0. I mean, he he did have a Frank-like cult. Like, his following was, like, cult-like following last year for zero reason. And that just reminds me of Frank. I I don't want him to have no offense. I, I hope he can give you something offensively. Um, But Mitch Robinson, again, even playing perimeter defense. And, of course, down low with three stuffs. Made his presence known in 18 minutes. Randall even played pretty decent basketball. He had a better second half than the first half. In the first half, he was missing every jumper he took, at least early on. Um, but I like that he, one thing I liked, and we, uh, we probably should have mentioned this when we're talking about Brunson, but Randall deferred to Brunson um, early and throughout. We didn't really get point Randall tonight, and, and that's huge. And I hope this is a, a common theme where Randall lets the point guard play point guard and, and he, the power forward, plays power forward. Um but yeah, if that's the case, then then we're good. Then Randall does not have to do too much. What he did tonight is fine. That's all we ask. 16 points, 6 rebounds. We'd like that a little more. But, you know, 4 assists, 0 turnovers. Doesn't have to handle the ball all the time. 
shit, he was the, I'm pretty sure I remember a possession where Randall was hit up on a leak out tonight. I mean, I almost thought he was Obi Toppin for a sec. But and it is, I don't know if it's just me being excited and, and just, you know, going on euphoria right now, but does Julius look a little slimmer to anybody else too? Or is it just me? He looks pretty slim. Looks in good shape. Um, And yeah, uh, Cam Reddish unfortunately went down with a sprained ankle, so he couldn't play the second half. Um, and that was you know, he looked good to start the game, too. I mean, right away he comes in from the right wing or right elbow. He knocks down a tough three-point shot. Then he connects with R.J. Barrett and runs the break. Um, but that was really all. And it's so unfortunate. I hope it's not for too long, but it's a sprained ankle. Um, and we know that shooting guard spot was up for grabs. Fournier is obviously the starter out the gate, but that's subject to change. Grimes, he's battling a foot injury, and we hope that doesn't become a thing. I think that was his problem last year. Um, But now Cam goes down, and these are two guys who a lot of Knicks fans, including myself, are really thrilled to see what they look like this year. So hopefully one of them can at least get healthy very, very soon. Um because that's, that's a position where we need some depth. Um, and I know we talked a bit on the lineups when we went over R.J. Barrett a few minutes ago, but I also noticed Tom Thibodeau going small tonight. Um, not not for too long, but we did see a lineup of, I think it was in the second half or late first half, uh, sometime in the game. It was Brunson, Deuce McBride, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitch. Um. You know, Tibbs is a size guy. We know this. I mean, we saw him play Alec Burks at point guard all damn season because of size and and switchability. We saw the whole double big lineup last year where he'd rather use Taj and and Mitch up front than Randall and Obi. We know Tibbs is a size guy. He's a rim protection guy. You know, we just talked about the whole Sims thing. It was nice to see him actually go small um, with a with a tiny one two three. Maybe he's adopting some, but I mean, you know, I mean, for a guy who runs a tight ship, even tonight, you know, he's usually a guy who runs a nine ten man rotation. I think eleven guys got double figure minutes tonight, and I think fifteen played. Um, but you know, we we could be very well, reading too much into it because it's preseason and you want to get a look at everybody. So that's probably what every coach does. Um, I'm just excited, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, what else? Oh, it was great seeing Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly ball together again. You know, And of course, with Obi, Cor- uh, Obi Toppin out there. That's such a nice second unit trio, man. Those three are so... Like, that's that's something Knicks fans will never get tired of seeing. Just the fast-paced athletic play. We saw in the playoffs two years ago how well they looked together. And last year when they were healthy, we saw the flashes. IQ looked excellent tonight, especially as the game went on. Took smarter shots and didn't settle for wild floaters, which was something he improved on last year, being more composed when he was in the driving lanes. Um, we even saw a nice left-handed finish tonight from Qu- tonight from quickly. 
drawing whistles again, drawing some contact in 20 minutes. But yeah, that, that you know, I don't want to go too deep into it. That was it. Um, Knicks played well. The Knicks looked good. And hopefully this this is something that continues. They play again on Friday. But um, again, these games are meaningless at the end of the day. And the regular season does not begin until I think the 27th, I want to say. Maybe a little earlier. Um, but let's head to a break. And when we get back, we'll wrap it up with the question of the day. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4, you can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod, and you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 413 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Be sure to download these episodes if you have not yet. Subscribe to the show on the many platforms that we're on. And of course, follow me on social media and subscribe to my website, bd4blog.com. Now with that all said, let's wrap this one up. And we'll do that by getting to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 413. Let's get into it. All right. No, uh... No soundtrack tonight. I forgot to put that in there, but that's all right. All right, so for episode 413, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, how many games did Patrick Ewing miss during his rookie season in 1985-86? How many games did Patrick Ewing miss during his rookie season in 1985-86? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you don't get the answer correct, but at least to uh, at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. I'll DM you. All right, guys. Um, I think that's it. The Knicks win their first preseason game, and they play again on Friday. So we might have one out Friday. Might not. We're probably going to be busy with Yankees. We might have a few guests on the show coming up at the end of the week, towards the weekend maybe, for uh, more closer to, where we will be re- uh, reviewing the Yankees' season, handing out report cards, and then previewing the postseason that begins on Tuesday, which I am going to try to get tickets to. But um, So look forward to that. We'll have a Yankees episode out. Most likely that will be 414. And there's a good chance we're going to have at least one guest, maybe two or three. But um, 
that's it for now. Thanks, guys. Go Knicks, and I'll see you. Uh, see you the next show. All right, ciao. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.